This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recorded by John Hicken. The Devil's Dictionary by Ambrose Bierce. The letter H. Habeas corpus, writ by which a man may be taken out of jail and confined for the wrong crime. Habit, noun, a shackle for the free. Hades, noun, the lower world, the residence of departed spirits, the place where the dead live. Among the ancients the idea of Hades was not synonymous with our hell. Many of the most respectable men of antiquity resided there, in a very comfortable kind of way. Indeed, the ocean fields themselves were part of Hades, though they have since been removed to Paris. When the Jacobean version of the New Testament was in process of evolution, the pious and learned men engaged in the work insisted by a majority vote on translating the Greek word Hades as hell. But a conscientious minority member secretly possessed himself of the record, and struck out the objectionable word wherever he could find it. At the next meeting, the Bishop of Salisbury, looking over the work, suddenly sprang to his feet and said, with considerable excitement, Gentlemen, somebody has been raising hell here. Years afterward, the good prelate's death was made sweet, by the reflection that he had been the means, under providence, of making an important, serviceable, and immortal addition to the phraseology of the English tongue. Hag, noun, an elderly lady whom we do not happen to like, sometimes called also a hen or cat. Old witches, sorceresses, etc., were called hags from the belief that their heads were surrounded by a kind of baleful illumination, or nimbus, hag being the popular name of that peculiar electrical light sometimes observed in the hair. At one time hag was not a word of reproach. Drayton speaks of a beautiful hag, all smiles, much as Shakespeare said, sweet wench. You would not now be proper to call your sweetheart a hag. That compliment is reserved for the use of her grandchildren. Half. Noun. One of two equal parts into which a thing may be divided or considered as divided. In the fourteenth century a heated discussion arose among theologists and philosophers as to whether omniscience could part an object into three halves, and the pious father Aldovinus publicly prayed in the cathedral at Rouen that God would demonstrate the affirmative of the proposition in some signal and unmistakable way, and particularly, if it should please him, upon the body of that hardy blasphemer Minutius Pacinus, who maintained the negative. Pacinus, however, was spared to die of the bite of a viper. Halo. Nan. Properly, a luminous ring encircling an astronomical body, but not infrequently confounded with aureola, or nimbus. A somewhat similar phenomenon warns a headdress by divinities and saints. The halo is a purely optical illusion, produced by moisture in the air, in the manner of a rainbow, but the aureola is conferred as a sign of superior sanctity, in the same way as a bishop's mitre or the pope's tiara. 
and a painting on the Nativity by Zedkin, a pious artist of Peth. Not only do the Virgin and the Child wear the nimbus, but an ass nibbling hay from the sacred manger is similarly decorated, and, to his lasting honour be it said, it appears to bear his unaccustomed dignity with a truly saintly grace. Hand. Noun. A singular instrument worn at the end of the human arm, and commonly thrust into somebody's pocket. Handkerchief. Noun. A small square of silk or linen, used in various ignoble offices, about the face, especially serviceable at funerals, to conceal the lack of tears. The handkerchief is of recent invention. Our ancestors knew nothing of it, and entrusted its duties to sleeve. Shakespeare's introducing it into the play of Othello is an anachronism. Desdemona dried her nose with her skirt, as Dr. May Walk and other reformers have done with their coat-tails in our own day, and evidence that revolutions sometimes go backward. Hangman, noun. An officer of the law charged with duties of the highest dignity and utmost gravity, and held in hereditary disesteem by the populace having a criminal ancestry. In some of the American states his function is now performed by an electrician, as in New Jersey, where executions by electricity have recently been ordered. The first instance known to this lexicographer of anybody questioning the expediency of hanging Jerseymen. Happiness. Noun. An agreeable sensation arising from contemplating the misery of another. Harangue. Noun. A speech by an opponent who is known as an harangatang. Harbour. Noun. A place where ships taking shelter from storms are exposed to the fury of the customs. Harmonists, noun. A sect of Protestants, now extinct, who came from Europe in the beginning of the last century, and were distinguished for the bitterness of their internal controversies and dissensions. Hash, X. There is no definition for this word. Nobody knows what hash is. Hatchet, noun. A young axe, known among Indians as a tomahawk. Oh, bury the hatchet of Atipal Red, her piece is a blessing, the white man said. A savage concurred, and that weapon interred, with imposing rights in a white man's head. By John Lucas. Hatred, noun. A sentiment appropriate to the occasion of another's superiority. Head money, noun. A capitation tax, or poll tax. In ancient times there lived a king whose tax collectors could not wring from all his subjects gold enough to make the royal way less rough. The pleasant highway, like the dames whose premises adjoin it, claims perpetual repairing. So the tax collectors, in a row, appeared before the throne to pray, their master to devise some way to swell the revenue. So great, said they, are the demands of state, the tithe of all that we collect will scarcely meet them. Pray reflect, how, if one-tenth we must resign, can we exist on t'other nine? The monarch asked them in reply, Has it occurred to you to try the advantage of economy? It has, the spokesman said. We sold all of our grey garrots of gold, and placed where we now compress the necks of those whom we assess. Plain iron forceps we employ to mitigate the miser's joy. 
who hoards with greed that never tires, that which your majesty requires. Deep lines of thought were seen to plough, their way across the royal brow. Your state is desperate, no question. Pray favour me with a suggestion. O king of men, the spokesman said, if you'll impose upon each head a tax, the augmented revenue will cheerfully divide with you. As flashes of the sun illume, the parted storm clouds, sullen gloom, the king smiled grimly, I decree, that it be so, and, not to be in generosity overdone, declare you each and every one, exempted from the operation of this new law of capitation. What less the people censure me, cause they are bound, and you are free, to well some clever scheme were laid, by you dispoil tax to evade. I leave you now, while you confer, with my most trusted minister. The monarch from the throne room walked, and straightway in among them stalked a silent man, with brow concealed, bare-armed, his gleaming axe revealed. By G. J. Hearse, noun, death's baby carriage. Heart, noun, an automatic muscular blood pump. Figuratively, this useful organ is set up the seat of emotions and sentiments. A very pretty fancy, which, however, is nothing but a rival of a once universal belief. It is now known that the sentiments and emotions reside in the stomach, being evolved from food by chemical action of the gastric fluid. The exact process by which a beefsteak becomes a feeling, tender or not, according to the age of the animal from which it was cut, the successive stages of elaboration through which a caviar sandwich is transmuted to a quaint fancy and reappears as a pungent epigram, the marvellous functional methods of converting a hard-boiled egg into religious contrition, or a cream puff into a sigh of sensibility, these things have been patiently ascertained by Monsieur Pasteur, and by him expounded with convincing lucidity. See, also, my monograph, the essential identity of the spiritual affections, and certain intestinal gases, freed in digestion. Pages quarto, 687. In a scientific work entitled, I believe, Delectatio Deminorum, John Camden Hotton, London, 1873, his view of the sentiment receives a striking illustration, and a further light consult Professor Dam's famous treatise on love as a product of alimentary maceration. Heat, noun. Heat, says Professor Tyndall, is a mode of motion, but I know not how he's proving his point, but this I know, hot words bestowed with skill, will set the human fist a moving, and where it stops the stars burn free and wild. Crede expertum, I have seen them, child. By Gorton Swope. Heathen, noun. A benighted creature who has the folly to worship something that he can see and feel. According to Professor Howison of the California State University, Hebrews are heathens. The Hebrews are heathens, says Howison. He's a Christian philosopher. Rhyme, a scholastical chap, if you please. Addict too much to the crime, of religious discussion in my rhyme. Though Hebrew and Howison cannot agree on a modus vivendi, not they. Yet heaven has had the designing of me, and I haven't been reared in a way to join the thick of the fray. For this of my creed is a soul and a gist, and the truth of it I aver. 
who differs from me in his faith as an ist, an ite, an eye, or an er, and I am down upon him or her. Her towers and herds with perfunctory chin, toleration, that's all very well, the roast is nuts to his nostril thin, and his running I know by the smell, a secret and personal hell. By Bissell Gip. Heaven. Noun. A place where the wicked cease from troubling you, with talk of their personal affairs, and good listen with attention, while you expand your own. Hebrew. Noun. A male Jew, as distinguished from the Shebrew, an altogether superior creation. Helpmate. Noun. A wife, or bitter half. Now why is your wife called a helpmate, Pat? says the priest, since the time of your wooing. She's never assisted in what ye're at, for it's not ye ever doing. That's true of ye reverence, Patrick replies, in a sign of contrition and vices, but be damned it's a fact which word implies, for she helps to make the expenses. By Marley Wattle Hemp Noun a plant from whose fibrous bark is made an article of netwear, which is frequently put on after public speaking in the open air, and fence the wearer from taking cold. Hermit. Noun. A person whose vices and follies are not sociable. Hers. Pronoun. His. Hibernate. Verb intransitive. The pastoral winter season and domestic seclusion. There have been many singular popular notions about the hibernation of various animals. Many believe that the bear hibernates during the whole winter and subsists by mechanically sucking its paws. It is admitted that it comes out of its retirement in the spring, so lean that it had to try twice before it can cast a shadow. Three or four centuries ago, in England, no fact was better attested than that swallows passed the winter months in the mud at the bottom of their brooks clinging together in globular masses. They have apparently been compelled to give up the custom, on account of the foulness of the books. Sotus Escobius discovered in Central Asia a whole nation of people who hibernate. By some investigators, the fasting of Lent is supposed to have been originally a modified form of hibernation, to which the Church gave a religious significance, but this view was strenuously opposed by that eminent authority, Bishop Kipp, who did not wish any honours denied to the memory of the founder of his family. Hippogriff, noun, an animal, now extinct, which was half horse and half griffin. The griffin was itself a compound creature, half lion and half eagle. The hippogriff was actually, therefore, a one-quarter eagle, which is two dollars and fifty cents in gold. The study of zoology is full of surprises. Historian. Noun. A board gauge gossip. History. Noun. An account mostly false, of events mostly unimportant, which are brought about by rulers mostly knaves, and soldiers mostly fools. Of Roman history great Nebo's shown, tis nine-tenths lying, faith I wish to unknown. Ere we accept great Nebor as a guide, wherein he blundered, and how much he lied. By Solder Bup Hog, noun. 
a bird remarkable for the catholicity of its appetite, and serving to illustrate that of ours. Among the Mohammedans and Jews, the hog is not in favour as an article of diet. It is respected for the delicacy and the melody of its voice. It is chiefly as a songster that the fowl is esteemed. The cage of him in full chorus has been known to draw tears from two persons at once. The scientific name of this dicky bird is Porcus Rockefelleri. Mr. Rockefeller did not discover the hog, but it is considered his by right of resemblance. Homeopathist, noun, a humorist of the medical profession. Homeopathy, noun, a school of medicine midway between allopathy and Christian science. To the last, both the others are distinctly inferior, for Christian science will cure imaginary diseases, and they cannot. Homicide, noun, the slaying of one human being by another. There are four kinds of homicide, felonious, excusable, justifiable, and praiseworthy, but it makes no great difference to the person slain, whether he fell by one kind or another. The classification is for advantage of the lawyers. Homiletics, noun, the science of adapting sermons to the spiritual needs, capacities, and conditions of the congregation. So skilled the parson was in homiletics that all his normal purges and emetics to medicine the spirit were compounded, with the most just discrimination founded, upon a rigorous examination of tongue and pulse and heart and respiration. Then, having diagnosed its one's condition, the scriptural specifics this physician administered, his pills so efficacious and pukes of disposition so vivacious that souls afflicted with ten kinds of Adam were convalescent ere they knew they had em. But slander's tongue, itself all coated, uttered, her bilious mind and scandalously muttered, that in the case of patients having money, the pills were sugar, and the pukes were honey. From Biography of Bishop Potter Honourable, adjective, afflicted with an impediment in one's reach, in legislative bodies, it is customary to mention all members as honourable, as John Raw Gentleman is a scurvy cur. Hope, noun, desire and expectation rolled into one. Delicious hope when naught to man is left, of fortune destitute, of friends bereft, when even his dog deserts him, and his goat, with tranquil disaffection, chews his coat. While yet it hangs upon his back, then thou, the star far flaming on thine angel brow, descendest radiant from the skies to hint the promise of a clerkship in the mint. By Fogarty Weffing Hospitality, noun, the virtue which induces us to feed and lodge certain persons who are not in need of food and lodging. Hostility Noun, a peculiarly sharp and specially applied sense of the earth's overpopulation. Hostilities are classified as active and passive, as, respectively, the feeling of a woman for her female friends, and that which she entertains for all the rest of her sex. Puri, noun, a comely female 
inhabiting the Mohammedan paradise, to make things cheery for the good Mussulman, whose belief in her existence marks a noble discontent with his earthly spouse, who he denies a soul. By that good lady the Hurge is said to be held in efficient esteem. House Noun A hollow edifice erected for the habitation of man. Rat Mouse Beetle Cockroach Fly Mosquito Flea Bacillus and Microbe House of Correction A place of reward for political and personal service and for the detention of offenders and appropriations. House of God A building with a steeple and a mortgage on it. House Dog A pestilent beast kept on domestic premises to insult persons passing by and appall the hardy visitor. Housemaid a youngly person of the opposing sex, employed to be variously disagreeable and ingeniously unclean in the station in which it has pleased God to place her. Houseless, adjective, having paid all taxes on household goods. Hovel, noun, the fruit of a flower called the palace. Twaddle had a hovel, Twiddle had a palace. Toddle said I'll grovel, or you think I'll bear in malice. The sentiment as novel as a castor on a chalice. Down upon the middle of his legs fell Twaddle, and astonished Mr. Twiddle, who began to lift his noddle. Feed upon the fiddle, faddle, flummer, and swaddle, a newborn self-sufficiency, and thinks himself a mockery. By G.J. Humanity. Noun. The human race, collectively, exclusive of the anthropoid poets. Humorist. Noun. A play that would have softened down the whole austerity of Pharaoh's heart and persuaded him to dismiss Israel with his best wishes, Cat Quick. Lo, the poor humorist, whose tortured mind sees jokes and crowds that are still to gloom inclined, whose simple appetite, untaught to stray, his brains, renewed by night, consumes by day, he thinks, admitted to an equal sty, the graceful hog would bear his company. By Alexander Polk. Hurricane. Noun. An atmospheric demonstration once very common, but now generally abandoned for the tornado and cyclone. The hurricane is still in popular use in the West Indies, and is preferred by certain old-fashioned sea captains. It is also used in the construction of the upper decks of steamboats, but, generally speaking, the hurricane's usefulness has outlasted it. Hurry. Noun. The dispatch of bunglers. Husband. Noun. One who, having dined, is charged with the care of the plate. Hybrid. Noun. A pulled issue. Hydra. Noun. A kind of animal that the ancients catalogued under many heads. Hyena. Noun. A beast held in reverence by some oriental nations from its habit of frequenting at night the burial places of the dead. But the medical student does that. Hypochondriasis. Noun. Depression of one's own spirits. Some heaps of trash upon a vacant lot, 
where long the village rubbish had been shot. Displayed a sign among the stuff and stumps, hypochondriasis. It meant the dumps. By Bogales Purvey. Hypocrite. Noun. One who, professing virtues that he does not respect, secures the advantage of seeming to be what he despises. End of letter H.